Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the Michigan Man Podcast on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew for Wolverine fans from coast to coast. Go Blue and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. I hope all is well with each and every one of you and that you are doing your level best to make it through these unprecedented times. It's easy to get depressed and ask yourself, will it ever be normal again? It's been a strange and a very long year, and we still have five months to go. We need something to lift our spirits. Sports is normally our great diversion, life's candy store, but we've been without that for the better part of this year. PGA and NASCAR got things going a couple of weeks ago, and this week Major League Baseball was back with a few tune-up games, And the abbreviated season starts this weekend. So things are looking up, we hope. The question of whether we will have a college football season still seems to be very much up in the air. With numbers spiking all over the country, it makes you wonder if it can happen. My guest today says he thinks we will have a season. Joining me next on our game day segment is the longtime editor of the Wolverine magazine, John Borton. Here on The Michigan Man... So stay with us. Here with us on our game day segment this week is senior editor John Borton from The Wolverine Magazine. It's uh, been a while, John. I hope all is well, but it's great to have you back with us. Well, it's good to be back, Mike. It's good to be still talking about the possibility of uh, sports this fall, despite everything that uh, we've gone through lately. And you know, it's uh, it's a strange time, but one that has uh, still some hopefulness to it. Yes, and we're all looking for those little signs of hope. Uh, one of those, a sign usually every year that football season is right around the corner, is the day we get that beautiful Wolverine Preview magazine. Now, I don't have mine yet. I run to the mailbox every day and check, but it is, I haven't gotten it yet, John. For those who uh, might not be subscribers, is it too late? to subscribe and get a copy of that? No, it's not too late. Uh, you can go to our website, uh, thewolverine.com, and there are uh, ways to subscribe. You can look that up. Uh, folks can also call our uh, our home office at 800-421-7751. That'll get you Coleman Publishing, and uh, they'll be able to hook you up with uh a single copy or the uh, or a, an overall subscription, uh, which would of course include the 160-page football preview issue. So, uh, yeah, a lot, a uh, lot in there. It's jam-packed with uh, all kinds of features on the present team, uh, historical feature on the 1918 season that uh, involved some delays and 
canceled games and everything else, uh, just like they're concerned about here. Just just a uh, trove of information. I always love the fact that uh, the great John Falk once told me, "Hey, I keep I keep that right beside uh, my uh, my couch and in, in front of my TV, so I can have it for a reference." Always appreciated that from uh, from Michigan's iconic equipment man and uh i know people will appreciate it they uh several people have reported it has arrived at their doorstep and i hope you get yours sooner rather than later oh i hope so too and we'll uh, we'll get the information in our show notes so folks uh, that maybe aren't subscribers to the wolverine can uh, give coleman publishing uh, a ring but as we look forward to that unless something changes john in the next few days Camp opens for Michigan football, I think, on Friday, isn't it? It is on Friday, absolutely, the start of football uh, practice. And it's very different this year, obviously. uh, But uh, I think people are almost holding their breath. Okay, are we going to make it to that uh, stage? That will be a good sign, I think, that uh, they are very serious and very intent in going forward. And you know they're serious about it. But there's so many things that uh, have intervened or could intervene from local government to uh, the NCAA overall to uh, just what's happening with the flare-ups with, uh, in, in different venues around college football, some including Ohio State having to stop workouts because uh, they've had flare-ups. Michigan's done very well with its protocols and keeping people safe. Uh, but now here's the next big step and uh, starting workouts together and, uh, and, and practice. Uh, obviously a, a phased-in sort of uh, practice where they're going to uh, not jump right in, in in full pads or anything like that. But very interesting, and we, I mean, we've yet to hear the details of uh, the, uh, the conference-only season which I think everybody's waiting to hear about. Yeah, absolutely. I know we've all been watching very closely as voluntary workouts started a few weeks ago and that testing process, which is going to be so important uh, moving forward. To date, 485 tests have been given to the student-athletes, only eight positives, 150 tests administered to staff members, zero positives there, that at least very encouraging news, John. Yeah, I think it is. And I've maintained all along that I think through uh, common sense and through the thoroughness of your testing program, you can have a safe uh, run here. You're talking about, uh, first of all, you're talking about 18 to 22, 23-year-olds. And uh, that age group, as we know, is uh almost it's almost a, a negligible uh, amount of people that have any serious consequences from this uh, people say well, yes right but that they're not the only people involved what about uh, what about referees what about official uh, game officials mm-hmm. what about um, you know coaches older coaches I maintained and I still maintain look you can you can keep them safe if you uh, if you don't want Don Brown, uh, Michigan's defensive coordinator, on the field for a season, you can have him in the booth. You can you can have him not in as close contact with players. You can do different things like that. And and as you mentioned, Michigan with very good results back so far. You have to continue to hope for that. Quarantine as uh, as individuals encounter this, and you know keep uh, hopefully. 
keep moving forward. Well, as we said, uh, practice, a limited version of practice begins on Friday for a couple of weeks. If all goes well, on August 6th, full camp opens. So before the first game, and really whenever that is, we should get mm, roughly six weeks of practice time in. And I know that doesn't make up for missing spring football, but it really should be plenty of time. Everybody's on the same uh, schedule as far as getting ready for the season, John. Yes, that is correct. I will say it puts more of an emphasis on uh, on a high level of performance early in some quarters. Just imagine, for instance, Mike, if you're Joe Milton, you're challenging uh, for the starting quarterback job. You know that Dylan McCaffrey has been on the field more. He has had more chance to to demonstrate what he can do. Uh, You were looking forward to having spring ball and and 15 days uh, to set it in people's minds. Hey, watch out. This is a very serious challenger. And then you don't have that. And then you don't have the summer workouts together again because of COVID. And all of a sudden it's uh, past the middle of July and you're starting camp and you don't want to have a slow start. You want to be able to show right away, okay, you know, it, it, it's on this competition and all those sorts of things. And there, I mean, that's not the only position. That's just an example. But um, guys that were hoping to prove themselves in the spring now feel an extra urgency to, okay, let's really start out these late summer workouts at a high level well fans coaches players really you know everyone that loves college football we've been on a roller coaster ride but the reality is even though we're we're optimistic on a lot of things we're going day by day week by week we still aren't sure uh if and when we're going to have a season really are we there's no question about that uh certainly a lot of things could happen we're hearing all kinds of uh, positive things yeah. on developments of uh, vaccines and on uh, treatments and different uh, aspects of this. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, you hear, you look, and you see cases are up, and it's there's flare-ups here and there. And, uh, and this group or that group, as I mentioned, had to shut down their workouts. So it, we just don't know. We still don't know. We still don't know if they could actually start a season and find that they have to curtail it. And again, these are, as Ward Manuel has said, these are decisions that the individuals have to make. They're not going to force anybody into playing football or any other sport. And they are also not going to punish people if they decide to sit out. I mean, the latest that that we heard that I found very interesting is that Chris Hinton, you talk about guys that are on the verge of the year that could really open things up for them and and make them uh, take them to the next level of performance and involvement. Um, You know, he and his parents are in the decision making process about whether or not he's going to play this year if uh, uh, unless. They get more assurance from the NCAA that uh, things are going to be as safe as they want them to be. I mean, they've they've been very pleased and have said in printed reports with Michigan and everything that Michigan has done, the protocols, uh, all the things to to keep people safe. But they're still looking for 
um, maybe a greater assurance from the NCAA as an overreaching authority in these cases uh, with regard to how teams are going to interact and how things are going to be on a, on a game-to-game basis. So um, there's an example of, of someone who could be just a, a huge impact for the Wolverines this year. You know that uh, they need the, uh, the defensive tackles up the middle. Well, if all of a sudden one of your most promising ones, a former five-star prep player, decides, and in conjunction with his parents, no, i got to sit this one out, that could be a huge change, mm-hmm. and that's, he's certainly not an isolated example. Well, who makes the decision on when or if there is a season is kind of muddy to uh, to many of us. I get the question emailed daily, do I know? And I don't, but as Ward Manuel said when he communicated with season ticket holders last week, the decision is not in the hands of athletic directors or even university presidents, is it? No, not really. I mean, you've got the... Um, the NCAA certainly has a say, and they could uh, step in. But you're also dealing with health officials and uh, and government officials. I mean, for instance, if uh, if the state of Michigan and the officials there, right up to the the governor, decide that that's not happening in this state, you just knocked out two of the 14 Big Ten teams. So. They, I, I know that they've been working behind the scenes in uh, in conjunction with the governor and with health officials and everyone working together to try and make this come about. But it uh, it's not as simple as President Schlissel and Ward Manuel stepping to the mic and saying, "Hey, Michigan football's back. We're going to move forward and, and do this." Uh, you're you're absolutely right. There are other voices to be heard. Well, the Big Ten was the first of the Power Five schools to announce a 10-game conference-only schedule. And, you know, I think all things considered, I like it. How about you? I do like it. I mean, there are things that I regret about it. If you were in a normal world, I will just mostly because that uh, I had made a trip road trip to Washington before. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, perhaps the the most beautiful setting I have seen in a road venue. And uh, I was really looking forward to doing that again. I know that uh, Michigan fans were, uh, that was one that was circled on the calendar. Um, so there's that, there's that, oh, oh, what if, but when you get past that, you get, have to get past that pretty quickly you understand that, okay, 10 Big Ten games uh, would be a, a, a very neat test of, of uh, you, you want to see these conference rivalries and you want to see the conference opponents. Let's play it out and see, uh, see who's standing at the end. I don't know what they will do beyond that, and uh, that has not been made clear yet either, either as a, um, you know, a, a conference championship game uh, playoffs, whatever might happen beyond that, we'll have to see in various venues. But um, I do like the idea of it, and I, and I think the wisdom of it involves keeping it relatively regional. I mean, that's a stretch when you, uh, you know, you're going all the way from New York to uh, Minnesota, but it's it's different than flying across the country to Washington and all those sorts of things. So. 
you know, I, I can see the wisdom in it, and I really, really hope it happens. And I know that uh, I have a lot of company in that regard. No, absolutely. And given the way the year has gone with COVID-19, I think most of us will be very happy to see a 10-game season. Do we have any information or a time frame on when that schedule is going to be released? Well, that's the biggest thing that everybody's waiting for. Because at one point, you know, you heard, okay, they're going to start late and uh, and shorten the schedule and tr- try to be done by November 1st to to let people have more uh, time, break time, uh, and, and recover. Lately, I have heard uh, that it might be more of a situation where you start uh, right around Labor Day as usual and then have uh, more breaks, more bye bi- weeks. I think Urban Meyer was the one that uh, that tossed that one out. Is that you? Um, you know, you play uh, three games and then then have a, a bye week to be able to sort of reconnoiter and and see where you're at and uh, and uh, get guys healthy that might not be. So that we don't know. Uh, hopefully within the next week or so we will be hearing exactly what the schedule is and uh, have a better idea of how they have ultimately fallen in in putting this thing together but i know that's uh, that's something that i'm very much looking forward to uh doing and anybody that uh, even hopes to get to any of these games i think we're going to see vastly reduced crowds but uh for those that uh, are trying to plan and hoping to to get in the building for one of these games. They're going to want to know when uh, what weekends upon which they'll fall. It really is, as I mentioned, flying by the seat of our pants this year. Yeah, no question about it. And uh, folks, just word has already said it's going to be a different year, and you have to understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, those who may be um, fortunate enough to to get in the building for one of the more um, coveted games, uh, you know, they'll just uh, they'll they'll be very happy with that. I think other people will will understand that you know you can you can only do so much, and there may be some relief and decide that hey, I can I can enjoy this and sit at home and watch these games play out. But there's certainly, I mean, you look at Michigan's schedule and uh, you understand that you're on the road for two of the biggest rivalry games in. Michigan State and Ohio State, but uh, you're still bringing Penn State into the building and Wisconsin, and uh, you you really got some uh, heavy hitters that were at the very front of the schedule, or would be the front of the Big Ten schedule. I don't know if that will be impacted at all, whether they'll keep generally the structure of the schedule and and work things out, or or how much that might get jumbled up. But uh, again. It's wait and see and, and roll with what you get. Here with us on our game day segment this week, senior editor John Borton from the Wolverine magazine. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, John, the great Wolverine preseason magazine is out. And we're beginning to focus on some of the storylines surrounding Michigan football this year. The number one storyline is easy, keeping players and staff healthy. There will be nothing more important than that, will there? There's no question about that, and uh, you know it's. I, I referenced that uh, 1918 story that I did uh, for the magazine, and what a what a 
crazy parallel there. You had uh, World War One winding down. You had the Spanish flu. Uh, you had the first ever Michigan-Ohio State game that was played at the end of the season, but not because that's the original schedule. The game was supposed to be played in October, and it got bumped back uh, and you had, you know, concerns that, that were very much overriding uh, the outcome of any football game. And that's kind of what you're looking at going into this fall. I mean, it's, you, you have to keep people safe to the degree that you can uh, understanding that, uh, again, this is uh, the group that plays college football is one of the, if not the least vulnerable groups uh, to this disease and yet, or this virus, and, and yet uh, you, they're not the only ones involved. Uh, I think it's going to take a special sort of discipline. It's always, mm-hmm. there's always a, a high level of discipline involved in college football. But this is one of these deals where, okay, if I want to have a season, I, I need a, an extra level of discipline in controlling the socializing that I do and watching what I do in in my off hours, uh, calling calling grandma and grandpa rather than uh, trying to visit them because of uh, the distancing that that you need and the fact that you've been exposed uh, in some ways. So it's it's a very very different sort of year. Uh, all around and but that's yeah that's absolutely the number one storyline but you go from there to okay if they do all these things and if it happens you know then then you start thinking in football terms who's going to be the quarterback who is how is this offensive line going to shake out because you lost 80 percent of the starters from last year how do you build on the experience that the running backs got now you've got uh, somebody on the defensive side like Quiddy Pay being named the, the number one freak athlete uh, out there, and uh, you know Aiden Hutchinson on the other end is uh, is very very good. How how are they all going to uh, to play together and plug the holes that uh, were created by the guys that were lost? And, and you almost get back into a, a more natural feeling of talking about the actual team itself as opposed to is there going to be football that's tenuous we know that but uh it's still something that i think michigan fans are ready to try and embrace as uh some sense of normality as fall approaches we're all very uh, aware that we're going to be keeping track of the numbers and safety of the players that's going to be um, job number one and then we can start focusing, as you said, on football things. And we mentioned the uh, the offensive line, uh, abundance of talent there, a lot of new faces. And we sort of touched on the quarterback competition earlier, but usually this time of the year, and given that we have two very young quarterbacks, that would be what would be burning up our emails and conversations in sports radio about who is going to be the starting quarterback for Michigan and uh, that's that is going to be interesting to watch, isn't it? Oh, there's no doubt about it. And I'm of the opinion, and the people that I've talked to uh, tend to to lean towards Dylan McCaffrey in this instance. And but for uh, one of the big reasons being that uh, you didn't have spring ball, you have a guy that's been on the field more, more proven. That 
does not rule out the fact that Joe Milton could really uh, put on a show in uh, these fall practices, these late summer practices, and uh, make sure that everyone knows he could be the guy to run this team. Uh, the other thing about it is Dylan McCaffrey in the last two seasons has come up with a pretty significant injury each year. Uh, one with a broken collarbone. And of course, uh, last year with the concussion on a, an extremely cheap hit up at, uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. I think Dylan McCaffrey has to learn to hit the turf just a little bit sooner. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sure that that's being stressed to him, but you wonder, I mean, it, you could have a situation where Dylan McCaffrey wins the job and uh, Joe Milton, his job at that point would be to remember the fact that he's one play away from being in that game and running the show. And so uh, I think it'll be very intriguing. I think uh, I've talked to other people that say, look out for Joe Milton. Do not undersell him. He's a physical freak. Uh, he could uh, he can throw the ball right out of the stadium. Watch out if he pulls it all together and uh, puts the touch on the ball that that is necessary. Uh, it's just going to be a fun, as always, a fun position to watch in any year where you've lost a, a starter that has been there for one, two, three years mm-hmm. uh, because of the total total changeover and a, a different feel. Another storyline is the backfield. We probably have more talent and depth than we've had in a long time, don't we, John? Crazy. You went from last year and, okay, cool, wow, Karan Higdon is gone, and we you got all rookies. Who's who's going to uh, – Chris Evans is gone because of a uh, suspension. What are you what are you going to do? And then, of course, we – we saw it play out as Zach Charbonnet and Hassan Haskins stepped into the, the void and combined for uh, 1,300 and some yards and, and did a very nice job in there. Now you look at the fact that, okay, they've been on the field. They know what they're doing. Uh, they showed some talent and uh, ability in there, and now more is expected of them all of a sudden you get Chris Evans back as uh, somebody that uh, has accounted for, uh, uh, I think it's like 1,700 yards rushing and and can catch the ball uh, probably better than anybody else among those backs. And uh, so you've got three, basically three starters for one spot, which has them uh, even talking about playing Haskins and Charbonnet together at times with Haskins uh, filling more of a, a fullback type role in some looks. Very, very different feeling and a very, uh, you know, you, you, you think that, okay, uh, they're going to be extremely good there. But as my uh, longtime friend, Jerry Hanlon likes to say, Michigan's uh, iconic former offensive line coach, those guys will be, uh, just as good as the offensive line and no better because understanding you got to have the holes to get through. And so we're going to look at that, uh, that whole offensive line and how that pieces together. Getting the uh, secondary squared away. Also, I think a high priority again, no shortage of talent back there. Is there John? There's no shortage of talent. You wonder uh, 
some people wonder, oh, what about that other cornerback? You've got uh, uh, Lavert Hill that uh, did such a lockdown job. But uh, I think along the way, a guy like Vincent Gray has really shown at times that he can cover and is uh, he's gotten the time on the field. He's played in the big games, ready to step up uh, opposite of Ambry Thomas and, and do some things. And, and um, there's such a demand on those guys in Don Brown's system to, uh, to lock people down and to be able to play that man-to-man tough man the man that uh, is demanded. Uh, but then you add a guy like Daxton Hill into the mix. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a guy that uh, had an impact last year. I mean, caught a, caught a pass to uh, move the chains on a, on a fake punt play, uh, but also demonstrated that as a defender, he has the sort of quickness and speed that we heard all about during the recruiting process. But also kind of uh, played out and it proved itself as uh, in his true freshman year. I think uh, you're going to see a lot of him at one of those safety spots and uh, anxious to see uh, what he does along with, uh, you know, the other veterans back there. Well, as we are all well aware, nothing has been normal this year. And when the season begins, and I'm being optimistic, uh, we know it's going to be a very different one in a lot of ways, but expectations will not change. Uh, shortened season or not, it is still a huge year for Jim Harbaugh and Michigan football, isn't it? Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, look at even if you just say, okay, 10-game Big Ten schedule, what all is involved there? Can you uh, you you got beat up by Wisconsin? a year ago up there, but you've held your own against that same program at home. Do you do that? Do you turn it back around against Penn State, which has been a uh, whoever's home wins type of series? Uh, Michigan State, Michigan, and Jim Harbaugh have uh, regained control of that series. Do they then go up there and put a real stamp on it, uh, taking a, a fourth win in six seasons and kind of getting back to that every two out of three that uh, you maintain for many, many years and, uh, and that, that produced a lot of animosity up <laughs> in East Lansing for the Michigan program. And then perhaps the biggest test, the biggest story of them all, can you break through against Ohio State, which is, uh, that's the elephant in the room, let's face it. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything that Michigan wants to do under Jim Harbaugh, all the things that they set as their highest goals, get to that Big Ten championship game, win the Big Ten championship game, make the playoffs, those, in my mind, are all dependent on being able to beat the Buckeyes. And you've got that one, uh, which could be in a bizarre setting with uh, maybe 20,000 fans in, in Ohio Stadium. Uh, as opposed to you know a hundred thousand screaming and <laughs> hateful uh, <laughs> fans over overseeing the the proceedings. So yeah, I'm I'm there's no shortage of uh, compelling aspects to a season, whether or not there are non-conference games or anything else. I mean, you've got uh, you've got a lot that Jim Harbaugh uh, has done with this program already in getting it turned around from the years that preceded him. But everybody's looking for that next step. 
Well, final question for you, John. Uh, if the season goes off as planned, it's going to be missing a lot of the elements that make us love college football, you know, most notably sold-out stadiums or fans, and I'm sure TV revenue will not be what it was, revenue, period. But in some ways, John, this might be one of the most important college football seasons in the history of the sport. Do you think that's overstating it? Well, I don't know as it is. I mean, it's it's a season that could completely go away, and the first time you haven't had college football in, uh, you know, forever. Yeah. Uh, well, well over a century, and all of a sudden, you know, it's it's in danger. But if you can, if you can make it happen in in some fashion, I think that is that is very very big and uh, would would bring a smile to an awful lot of faces, including millions of Michigan fans that are out there that uh, that want to be able to tune in and want to watch those winged helmets come out and get the job done uh, whether or not they're sitting in the stands whether they're home whatever it might be yeah I, I agree this is a this is a big season if you can make it happen here with us on our game day segment today has been senior editor john borton from the wolverine as always john we appreciate your time and i hope the next time we get together to chat it's about what's happening in the season who michigan's next opponent is so until then you take care of yourself Enjoy what's left of summer, and uh, we look forward to that next visit. Thanks, Mike. Uh, yes, I hope we're talking about uh, things that are happening and games that are played out. Thanks again to Wolverine Magazine editor John Borton for joining us today. If you are not a subscriber, I highly recommend you check them out. Simply the best coverage of our Wolverines, and they have been for a long time. And as you heard John and I mention, the huge Michigan Preview magazine is hot off the press. If you are a Wolverine fan, and I know you are, you will absolutely love it. If you subscribe now, there is still time to get a copy of that great big preview magazine. It is chock full of so much information you will not believe it. Just call Komen Publishing at 800-421-7751. That's 800-421-7751. Make sure you tell them the Michigan man sent you. In the next week or two, we should know a lot more about what's happening with college football. Camp starts Friday for us, and I'm guessing the Big Ten will release the 10-game schedule very soon. With mask mandates in place in most states now, let's hope those numbers start going the other way, and we keep our athletes healthy once fall practice starts. I'm getting excited, I know you are, and heaven knows... We need a Michigan football fix. We need a college football fix. So let's stay positive. So the next time we meet, I hope it's to begin previewing a new season. We plan to be back on our weekly schedule as of August 5th. If anything changes, I'll let you know. But mark August 5th on your calendar. So stay healthy and enjoy as much of this crazy summer as you can. Thanks for joining me. And don't forget to tell your maize and blue family and friends about the show. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Have a great Wolverine week, everyone. Until next time, take care, and as always, go blue. Thanks for joining us today on The Michigan Man, here on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze & Brew. Our listener lines are open 24-7 for your calls, 
at 313-263-4842. That's 313-263-4842. Or email us at the Michigan Man Podcast at yahoo.com. That's the Michigan Man Podcast at yahoo.com. The Michigan Man Podcast is produced at the studios of Robin Lynn Productions, Allen Park, Michigan, and is not affiliated with the University of Michigan. Go Blue!